it's a new year a new chance to be whoever it is you want to be and we've all made our resolutions or we haven't uh, my resolution for 2020 is cereal hi my name is Justin McElroy and I'm a cereal enthusiast my name is Dan Goubert and I am Time Magazine's 2019 Serial Blogger of the Year. Wow. Or at least I like to hope. Yeah, when those awards are released at some point in 2020, I'm sure you'll be topping the list. Welcome to The Empty Bowl. It's a meditative podcast about cereal. The world is stressful. 2020 wasted no time in uh, turning into a kind of a stressful period for, our, for all of us, probably. Uh, but the good news is we don't have to dwell on uh, personal issues or the problems of the world or anything for the next half hour or so. We can just think about cereal and relax and take a breath so, so you'll feel rejuvenated, ready to begin anew. Uh, we're going to talk about some new cereals. We're going to review some new cereals. And then we're going to talk about 2019 in review. Uh, our, our fave cereals of the year. So Dan, let's let's not waste any more time. I I, I hesitate to call anything on this show a feel good story because from where <laughs> I said they're they're most of them are feel good stories aside from the rare sad discontinuation. But um, this one uh, uh, really really made me feel good. <laughs> another pass, another chance. <laughs> yeah, it's a really sweet. I shouldn't there say sweet, is. more like yeah. bittersweet, but, you know, very literally sweet also uh, story here is that even though it's only January, we have confirmation that Peep's cereal will be returning this year. Uh, if you might recall, I didn't necessarily give it the highest praises when it debuted last year. Um, I actually had the chance to talk about it live on the radio today because Timbit cereal was officially announced today uh, as a little bit of a sidebar, but... Officially announced Canada only, or is it coming stateside? Uh, it is Canada only at the time, so they released in birthday cake and chocolate glazed. And I had the opportunity to talk on radio about it. And once, when I was asked uh, on the spot what an example of a bad cereal was, I, I have to admit that the first thing I leapt to was Peep's cereal, because it's a marshmallow-flavored cereal, and you usually see marshmallow as a component to other cereal things. So if you're really into marshmallows, and I know there's some people who are. Peep cereal was probably already your thing, but a few, like me, were absolutely baffled why a Peep cereal would only have rings and tiny little circular white marshmallows. Uh, Peeps heard your cries of agony and has revamped the cereal for 2020 with Peep cereal with chick and bunny marshmallows. So, finally, the marshmallows look like actual peeps and i will say yeah. have you have you seen the physical marshmallows they, themselves they look uh they look okay i'm assuming it's one of those objects in the uh in the box art are not as large as they appear because they are some <laughs> chunky marshmallows uh but yeah i'd say that the bunny one is very well sculpted we saw mm -hmm. uh from reese's puffs already that a bunny sort of mold can be very well done in a serial format the chick is a little bit more abstract, I will say, um, but I'm happy that they're taking a step in the right direction, and I like to hope that maybe next year 
it'll evolve in a way that makes me actually want to eat it for more than just aesthetic purposes. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like they either would need to uh, figure out some sort of new Marbit that had a little bit of chew to it. Mm -hmm. Or figure out some way to get like more of a granulated sugar texture because those to me are the two core components of the Peeps experience. You know, you're right there. I think it's pretty interesting that Marbit technology has not evolved really in any sense. Besides like Count Chocula marshmallows, which are kind of chocolatey flavored, I can't really think of a cereal Marbit that's done anything crazy. There was the 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 Lucky Charms keyhole one that sort of eroded away a little bit in milk. That was cool. But cool. I think that, that that might be the new hot trend to go towards for the cold cereal category is you know, Marbit Tech. Um, now, Dan, I've heard of Reese's Puffs, obviously. Mm-hmm. But big Reese's Puffs? Do tell. Not just, not just big Reese's Puffs. Big Reese's Puffs. <laughs> Obnoxiously big? Just painfully here. big? You know, even before I say anything, I have heard reports that it's, like, difficult to get these on a spoon. That's how big these Reese's Puffs are. It's straight up inconvenient Reese's Puffs. Like a food stunt level. Yeah. Kind of a joke. It's a gag cereal. Because last year, um, when they were testing Phyllo cereal and Cinnamon Toast Crunch churro cereals at the same time, they also tested them alongside a Reese's Puffs XL. Which is also coincidental that those dropped right when Captain Crunch was making his three times as large Crunch Berries. Um, but while those other two made it to major markets sooner, it took the Reese's Puffs a long time, and they've been rebranded as big Reese's Puffs. And I've heard nothing but good things so far. Apparently, they're literally giant. Um, I am, Dan, I am looking at an image from, uh, uh, let's see. The, this YouTube channel is, is Tammy Dunn, just somebody who managed to score some of these and they're doing a little review. I'm looking at a YouTube channel here, Dan. These look like meatballs. I mean, they are <laughs> they are massive, absolutely massive examples of cereal. I've never seen. I mean, you have your, your cereals that are like bigger than you would have thought, mm-hmm. but like these are massive. They don't look like, uh, I mean, like, uh, what's a good example? Like Sunday Funnies or I don't know. what's a, I can't think of any other recent, like, big cereals. But, like, these are extremely large. <laughs> so, yeah, my thing with that is that it calls to mind the, the peanut butter cookie bites that spawned, obviously, the famous stack it up on a, stack it up on a spoon and call it a day phrasing. Sure. Um, those T-shirts were very everywhere. large pieces, but... You know, they were flat on one side and they were able to stack on a spoonful. Whereas this is the case, it's really just more a matter of you laughing at yourself at your continued failure to keep more than one big Reese's Puff on your spoon at any given time. I mean, there's Weetabix, if you think about that, it's basically yeah. just one big thing. But no one's really tried it in a spherical capacity till now. And I expect it'll cause quite the controversy in terms of you know, eatability. Now, Dan, normally... Uh, I, I, before we get to our third story, don't we normally, in, in your experience, have more new cereal announcements in January? I remember last January bringing uh, kind of a glut of new stuff. Yeah, well, there's two things. One, obviously we've been on a break for the holidays for a bit, so a lot of the things that we're going to review 
are really things that are also new, uh, like That's very true. new. But I'm trying to think That's if true. there's any exceptions here. Did we ever talk about the tricks, like Trolls World Tour cereal? You know what? I I have uh, when we get to the review section, I can give you a hot oh. hot takes. I have hot takes. All right, well, there you go. You answered your own question. We'll, All right. We'll get to the newest and hottest stuff that we've actually tried after. Uh, this next news item, though, looks delicious. I'm extremely hungry, which is a huge mistake <laughs> when recording this show. But these look absolutely uh, uh, fantastic. Yeah, so we've, we've sparked a little tension before on the show about talking about Pop-Tarts and a cereal capacity. But I think we can really give the exception to Pop-Tarts Bites because... They are the closest thing to a Pop-Tart cereal besides actual Pop-Tart cereal. Mm-hmm. These little tiny, about chunky, frosted mini wheat-sized Pop-Tarts bites uh, that were released last year in the classic strawberry and brown sugar flavors. It's two separate things. Uh, mm-hmm. It could be one, I guess. But sure. that seems to be Pop-Tarts' gold standard for trying out different Pop-Tarts formats is uh, the strawberry and brown sugar cinnamon. But... As we saw that Pop-Tart cereal was enough of a success to spawn the Cookies and Cream Pop-Tart cereal, we now have chocolatey fudge Pop-Tarts bites that are coming out. Uh, So it was really only a matter of time that we got chocolate into the situation somehow. Uh, I wouldn't say that chocolatey fudge is my number one choice for a Pop-Tarts bite. I think s'mores is a bit of a no-brainer. That would be great, yeah. But I think chocolatey fudge, strangely enough, is the Pop-Tart flavor that holds the most nostalgic significance for me because it was the only one that my parents ever really bought. Hmm. Uh, are you a fan of chocolate fudge Pop-Tarts? Uh, I do. I think that's like a very good layering. Um, and, and weirdly, I think the sort of bland, the blandness of the chocolate Pop-Tarts pastry is actually a really nice counterpoint to the sort of density of the fudge. I'm, I'm into it. I'm there for it. Yeah, yeah. The weird part is that I used to microwave them uh, to heat them up, which is a sin that I do not look back at fondly. Dan, but that is the most embarrassing thing you've ever <laughs> said on this show. Um, thank you so much for feeling safe revealing that information to me and our incredible listening family. It's it's weird, though, that now that I think that... It's weird. I mean, no argument there. It's absolutely weird. Now I look back and I realize the error of my ways, but if you look at a packet of Pop-Tarts, not only is it going to say that microwave is a valid suggestion, but it's probably going to tell you, and this is not a joke, to microwave it for three seconds. That is what I've read on a package of Pop-Tarts before. (laughs) I don't think my microwave would even let me do just three seconds. (laughs) That didn't do anything. It's like a sunburn. Um... But yeah, but distracting from the main topic is that I'm going to take a whole packet of Pop-Tarts bites, the chocolatey fudge kind, and stick them in the microwave and, you know, you know relive the my, good old days. My main problem with Pop-Tart bites, which I, I, of course, are delicious in and of themselves, I feel like the pouch, the pouches are too small to be actually, like, satisfying. Like, I don't feel hmm. like I've had my fill after I eat one pouch of them. Uh, two pop tarts. I eat two pop tarts, and I feel like, okay, I don't want to. That I shouldn't have done. That. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do that again. But pop tarts bites. I'm like, I don't know. There's like six in there. Let me go again. It's like, go again. Um, uh, I I definitely want to get to our reviews um, uh, for this episode because we have a ton of a backlog. 
Uh, this is a, this is a rarity, but can I do two quick quickies? Because I tried two cereals that I don't know if you have sampled yet, so I wanna I wanna uh, share thoughts. Oh, of course, uh, of course. First, did you get tricks with trolls? What's the name? What are they actually calling this cereal? Um, uh, tricks, trolls, world tour with marshmallows, something extremely convoluted and not necessarily is, syntactically correct like that. It does not. Yeah, it does not trip off the tongue. But um, I have uh, tried it. Yes. Okay. Good. Um, it's really sweet. I mean, I don't know what else you can say about it. It's ex- it tastes exactly like how you think it would. Okay. Uh, just powerfully sweet. But first of all, I would think you would say something about the fact that they brought the spheres back in this case. Yes, I am extremely excited about the return of the spheres, although it ruins the aesthetics a little bit for me. Having swirled spheres uh, as a traditionalist, um, the, the joys of that uh, are, are a little reduced. Uh, but it is, I mean, it's good. I mean, it's very sweet. I, that is the only note that I really took away from it. Maybe you have more complex thoughts. So, obviously, they've been trying to add marshmallows to every mainstream cereal lately. Uh, Frosted yeah. Flakes, it was pretty bad. Uh, Apple Jacks, completely unnecessary. But this is the first time, apparently, that Trix has ever been paired with marshmallows. And yeah. while I agree that it was extremely sweet, I think it's one of the better combinations, just because the regular taste of Trix is very citrus-heavy, so having something more neutrally sweet does cut it up a bit and is much more noticeable than you would see and a Frosted Flakes, where it's mostly just more chewiness. Um, yeah, I thought it was... It's. I mean, it's good. It's very... It's And the, the piece sizes... I mean, it makes sense together, right? It doesn't have the... Um, I don't know. For, the, for me, Frosted Flakes with marshmallows just feels like a bad textural combo. Like, it feels mm-hmm. Absolutely. off, you know? Uh, this, this makes a lot more sense. Um, I also wanted to mention that as a special surprise, I bought a box of um, Shopkins cereal, Dan. I didn't think we were going to talk about that one today. So, yeah. Well, I got a five-year-old and a a two-year-old two little girls. So, yes, I did buy a box of the Shopkins cereal as a surprise Can you you tell me what a Shopkins is first? Yes, they are a line of tiny... uh, So, uh, a lot of them come in like blind bags. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they're like, for people who don't, um, like, you buy a bag, a, a toy at the store that comes in a, um opaque bag or container or what have you that you don't know what you're going to get out of it. Um, so you open it up and you get uh, some, some surprising toy. Um, Shopkins are uh, designed to look like, this is going to sound like I'm making it up, they're designed to look like consumer goods. <laughs> So you just can get like, like for instance, there are, uh, if I tell you this, you're going to actually start trying to track them down. But uh, like there are uh, little Shopkins Pop-Tarts, for example. Oh. There are Shopkins boxes of Fruit Loops. And the, the Shopkins themselves look like, um, Shopkins themselves look like, uh, like a little Pop-Tart. And then it comes in a little cardboard box. And basically like, you know, you play grocery store with them or what have you. Shopkins cereal, on the other hand, is a their Shopkins Cutios mm-hmm. apple strawberry flavor, and uh, I will say two things about this cereal. One, uh, the back flap opens up 
in a manner I have not seen since Sunday Funnies, which I'm referencing now for the second time on this episode, which is bizarre. Uh, morning tell Funnies. Tell our listeners Mo- what Morning Funnies is. Yeah. Morning Funnies. Yeah, I keep saying Sunday Funnies. Mo- morning Funnies was a fruit flavored uh, Happy Faces in a bowl, uh, and each one had uh, comic strips that you could read, and actually had a back panel you could fold, unfold to read more very bad comic strips. Um, search serial time. They've got a, he's got a morning funnies video. Uh, but, uh, so the back flap opens to reveal a little play scene for your Shopkins that you can like hmm. play on the, the box, which is like a nice little value add. I mean, like of the back of the box serial things, um, especially in a genre, this like licensed cash in genre where I've expected like the lowest amount of effort. Um, it's kind of cool. Have you, uh, but by the way, did you see what was on the backs of the tricks box? Uh, I don't think I caught it. It was very much what you were just describing in that it all it provides to you is sort of a circular perforation that you cut out, and then you must grab uh, a paper towel roll, some rubber bands, and many other assorted equipment to turn the box into a functional <laughs> ukulele. Yes, yes, I yeah, did notice that. Now that you say that, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. I'd rather just. Go to a, a vintage store. Go to discount. Uh, go to the flea market. Buy a used ukulele. I'm sure they're all over <laughs> the place. Uh, okay, but but Shopkins cereal, Dan. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, by the way, I this is okay. This cereal smells like a trick, and I mm-hmm. not T R I X. Oh, <laughs> it smells like T R I C K. It smells like a stunt. To eat, like it would be a prank to eat it. What it does is that the mean most in sort of gastronomical terms. <laughs> aggressive, aggressively fruity. I would say, painfully fruity. Mm. I would say, Dan, eating this cereal is like eating lip gloss. <laughs> when I opened this box and I smelled it, I literally laughed. Because the idea of that it existed, it's it was like I've never smelled a joke, but Dan, this was the first joke I've ever smelled. I smelled a joke. I smelled it and I laughed because I got it. It was a setup and a punchline in the whole thing. It is not an a blunt like not the apple jacks of apples. When you re- eat when you eat this cereal, you realize that apple jacks are in fact just cinnamon flavored. They have nothing to do with apples. And this cereal doesn't have anything to do with apples either. You'll just really miss apple jacks. It tastes like eating lip gloss. It is absolutely abominable. But oh man. The fact that it wasn't just recycled cereal from other cereals with a Shopkins flavor on it, like I appreciate that. Like as grating as Shopkins are as an idea, the flavor of the cereal is like a perfect combo. I would encourage you folks, if you have four dollars to spare, go buy a box of Shopkins and just open it. <laughs> just open it and take a whiff, because I swear to God, you've never smelled anything like this. It is it is amazing. It is foul uh to consume with my body. Um, but I my kids liked it, so what do I know? You know, I have a box of this physically. I have not opened it yet. I have not tried it yet. Are you kidding me? Do you have it right now? I I can go get it. It would be about 10 seconds. Dan, go get it. Go get it. Go get it. Wow, Dan, I can't believe... Okay, Dan has actually physically gotten up from his computer, and uh, we are going to get his real on-the-air reaction. I have completely derailed this episode of 
the empty oh, bowl. No, it's quite this right. is not my, my, not my attention. Okay. Dan, I'm just going to be quiet now. And this is okay to have quiet periods. Oh. <laughs> You're not wrong about the smell, I swear. It's like a combination like Laffy got... Taffy Jungle Juice Factory. It's, it, like, it sounds like you got punched in the throat. <laughs> oh, hold on. I'm going to turn away from the mic and actually try to eat one. Yeah, just shovel a handful in your mouth and, and, so you can get the full effect. And uh, I'll keep talking for, for a while while Dan consumes. I don't know if he has a, a tall glass of milk next to his... Um, Next to his recording setup or not, but I, I think he'll definitely get the get the idea uh, after eating just a, a handful of these. I mean, it tastes a lot better than it smells, in my opinion, at least. I mean, it would almost have to, Daniel. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I definitely wouldn't eat it. Uh, this is this is my immediate review. I think it's infinitely more creative than most of what Kellogg's has been doing lately, but I agree that... is that what I appreciated, yeah. It is an extrasensory phenomenon, and it will change you. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, let, let's talk about some actual good cereals. <laughs> uh, how about blueberry muffin toasters? I mean, you're sort of the expert on the, oh. the blueberry muffin tops legacy. You know I got a bag of these when they pop back out. They're sent to me, of course, by the fine folks at Multimeal, a post brand. Uh, <laughs> uh, blueberry muffin tops are just, I mean, they are they are blueberry toasters, are blueberry muffin tops. It's their back. They called them something different. Um, but they are, I love this cereal, Dan. I adore this cereal. Do you like this? I mean, here, if you don't know it, it's basically, here's the, the pitch is like cinnamon toast crunch, but blueberries, right? I mean, mm -hmm. basically. I mean... There was a blueberry toast crunch, but it was, of course, in tiny, tiny bread slice form. So right. I do, I do like that these are the classic cinnamon toast crunch square. And I was the better who, texture of the two, by the way, yes, in my opinion. Yes, absolutely. I, um, I was someone who does not have the most poignant memories of what the original blueberry muffin tops tasted like. Mm -hmm. um, so I can't say whether this is exactly the same, but I definitely enjoy it. It's much. It's much more of like a blueberry jelly flavor than you'll find on other blueberry cereals. Do you do you have a It really makes me um it really makes me uh wish for like a uh a chocolate flavor like more I, mm. I feel like the texture of cinnamon toast crunch has not been mined enough for new for new takes on it like a chocolate peanut butter toast crunch would be anyway. Um, yeah. No, it's it's a delicious blueberry. The food scientists have gotten really good at blueberry, or at least something <laughs> that like makes you think of blueberry. The um, I got this at the same time I got the blueberry Eggo cereal, mm -hmm. uh, and it like it nails it. I mean, it's 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 not the actual eating of blueberries. Who would do that? But the the uh, the idea of a blueberry flavor, as we've become accustomed to, uh, I think is pretty good. Now hold on, I'm not trying to derail this show anymore. But did we review the Eggo cereal at all? talk about it that's a good question i don't i don't remember um you know what i don't think we did quick 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 hit on that good yeah, right yeah. <laughs> very yes, good absolutely i think it's like the maple one at least is is very much a worthy successor to waffle crisp it's much bigger 
and sort of a little bit airier and not as you know densely infused with the maple flavor but it's about the best you can hope for in a maple cereal and i do love the blueberry as well but there's just so many blueberry cereals coming out nowadays that i really have to pick my battles and i think mm. a tried and true uh you know blueberry representative like muffin toasters really really is what's sticking out to me in terms of recent blueberry cereals uh Jolly Rancher cereal. I actually, this is one of the very few cereals this uh, since we started recording the show that I saw on the shelf, mm. and just passed right by. <laughs> just did you not made get the it. Right decision. <laughs> it's your experience with Shopkin cereal, and I guess my experience now also with Shopkin cereal is not unlike Jolly Ranchers in that it's remarkable that this made it to shelves to begin with, but it's certainly nothing that I want to enjoy recreationally. Certainly more as a scientific curiosity, because there's so many different Jolly Ranchers flavors, right? Um, right. Do you have a favorite of them all? You know what? I kind of like grape, weirdly. Um, really? The blue is very good, too. The blue yeah. raspberry. Yeah. Yeah, I have found memories of the, the blueberry Jolly Rancher because I once played one of these machines where you win candy like a claw machine, but it doesn't let you stop till you won. So it took me 20 minutes to win a single blueberry Jolly Rancher, or blue raspberry, whatever. I'm not. Does your classic Jolly Rancher from your childhood, in your mind's eye, have a cylindrical or rectangular? Cylindrical, I think. Yeah. Just before that, before that, the the older the classic is is uh, was more of a, um, a rectangular shape. Uh, and then it and then it got this new cylindrical thing, um, you know, which is wild. Well, basically, anyway, the cereal is yeah, it's, it's bad. I mean, in cereal form, <laughs> it's not even that far, it's not even that far apart from the Shopkins in that the only thing you really taste is this biting, like faux green apple flavor, and it's unnecessarily sour, but it's not fun sour like the Sour Patch Kids cereal was. It's really just. A bit of a chore and a disappointment, and they look a lot like flattened crunch berries, but I'd much rather hit my own crunch berries with a hammer. Mm. That's basically all I really want to say. It's got a good box design, but other than that, it's not worth your time. Uh, Hershey's Kisses cereal. I got a box of this, too, um, over the the holidays. Yeah, it's it's basically Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. I mean, if you have Cocoa Puffs, it's... I can't think of a single taste difference from Cocoa Puffs, personally. I need to eat them back-to-back, because I'm not a big Cocoa Puffs guy. I I feel like they are maybe just a little bit less um, artificial, maybe. It, like, the chocolate mm. flavor is just the tiniest hint more authentic. Uh, but I didn't I didn't love it. Um, yeah. I ended up, like, a, I feel like it could really use some chocolate pieces in there. Like mm. like you get like mm-hmm. that special K chocolate pieces. Like yes. something like that would have been or maybe some foil. Um <laughs> <laughs> But uh I ended up putting these into a um uh I had leftover marshmallows after I made my cornflake wreath this year. And uh I, I ended up dumping a bunch of these in with some um marshmallow butter and some semi sweet chocolate and made kinda like a uh, sort of marshmallow Hershey's pie out of them, uh, which ended wow. up pretty good. So did you make? Did you make a single wreath? Is what you're making it sound like? 
I do. You know what? I do. That's how I like to. I like that was what I was raised on. I think a lot of people make the smaller wreaths, um, and it. I get it. It's an ungainly food to eat. Uh, uh, you know, I I will always leave out some some silverware for people to cut a hunk <laughs> off. Uh, here is a here is an innovation, a cornflake wreath innovation. We talked about cornflake wreaths in a previous episode. If you didn't hear it, but it's basically rice krispie treat with green food coloring. Uh, and cornflakes instead of Rice Krispies to make a wreath um, for the holidays. Uh, my daughter had a uh, fantastic innovation this year for the for the wreath. We had tricks in the house, and she uh, uh, dug through a bowl to dig out uh, red berry pieces, um, wow. and we used those as the berries. This is her idea. We used the the berries uh, to to create the holly berry effect that a lot of people do like. Oh, red hots or uh, red M Ms or whatever. Yeah, red hots. It's foul. But uh, yeah, I thought that was such a great keeping it in the cereal family. You know, just use these very uh, these very realistic looking uh, uh, tricks berries as the berries. Yeah. Anyway, on, on your giant Ouroboros of a a single wreath. <laughs> right. Um, the pretzel pop tarts are. I I've been obsessed with the idea since I first saw the story. I actually have a box in my home that I'm saving for my next uh, 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 splurge and uh, I they look so good Dan I mean I'm not pressuring you but the fact that I just walked across my house to try the Shopkin cereal it just feels like a little bit of a letdown that you won't yeah for sure oh okay <laughs> I got one here oh, it's so good okay now you tell what you think <laughs> I mean personally I thought it was pretty great um so, like we were talking about earlier, that there's not really any innovations in Marbit technology. When it comes to Pop-Tarts, there's never really any exploration of what the crust can be. Uh, you had the peanut butter Pop-Tarts, and sort of their offshoots, which were the peanut butter chocolate Pop-Tarts and the PB&J Pop-Tarts. All of which were fantastic, because the crust tasted a lot like a crumbly peanut butter cookie. Uh, but any other Pop-Tart you taste, no matter how wacky the filling may be, is usually only going to be golden crusted or chocolate crusted. Sure. But this bold move to not only use a pretzel crust, but make it authentically salty and, like, really buttery to the point that you can almost see your own reflection in it is just, I really, really respect it, and I think it's pulled off really well. Um, Mm -hmm. So these pretzel Pop-Tarts come in two flavors. There's chocolate and cinnamon sugar, and I think both are really, really great. Obviously, pretzel... The humble pretzel has a history of pairing well with a lot of things. Um, And I think you can't really go wrong with either of them because the crust is the main star of the show either way. I think in both cases, the filling isn't too crazy high quality or anything, but it's really more a a second banana to the real hit, which I, I feel like most people need to try. And this is one of those rare cases where I'll say that freezing isn't the best method, that you should toast these. Get yourself a big, hot, rectangular pretzel filled with chocolate and enjoy the best Pop-Tart you've probably had all year. Uh, That is huge. Uh, We asked you all for your um, cereal, for for new cereal slogans. Is that what we did? It's been so long since we recorded. it's, It's really been a long time. I asked people to take their favorite cereals and think of a new slogan for it, but 
a very specific prompt like that didn't necessarily generate the most interest, but I'm glad sure. some people answered the question. All right, uh, so uh, let's listen to those now. Hello, this is Bo, uh, he, him, his, and my slogan for Lucky Charms would be, Lucky Charms, it's food, no matter what my mother says. Thank you. Dan, Justin, this is Bryce from Orlando, Florida. Please put on these robes and wear these slippers while I present my slogan for Cookie Crisp. When you've had a long day and you want a cookie, might as well have 20 to 35 of them at once. Cookie Crisp. Thank you. <laughs> That's they really nailed it. They did. Um... I want to give a simple prompt this time. Please. Uh, folks, you can go to... Uh, uh, well, let me give the prompt first. Uh, I just want to know your number one new cereal of 2019. That's your what I was going to ask, new too. Cereal. Oh, perfect. Okay, good. Uh, so if you go to uh, bowl.rest, you'll find uh, our website. That's where you can... Um, uh, if you want to pledge a little money to the show, that's great. Uh, there's a link to our Spotify page, which is great. And there's also a, uh, a button you can click that says uh, message. And you can record right from the website. So go to bowl.rest and answer that prompt with your number one uh, favorite new cereal. I would just say try to keep it under 30 seconds and try to keep it, you know, kind of smooth and relaxing. Because that's Definitely. the kind of show we do here. Mm. Um, now, Dan, I am ready to hear it. What are your top five cereals of 2019? Now, I, I, I'll I admit, I did take a peek at the list on Serialistly.net, and I'm assuming there is quite a bit of crossover between you and the Serialistly.net editorial board. <laughs> but uh, still, I, w- I want to know your top picks. Should I mean, we alternate? Should, Would that be yeah, good? Should we, that's that's uh, alter- how I saw okay. it in my brain, yes. I was about to okay. say um, All right. So my number five cereal of 2019 would be peanut butter checks. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that it's not the most blow you away type of cereal, but it's very, very solid. It's a very sincere interpretation of peanut butter that gets the right balance of nutty, salty, and sweet. And there's nothing really to hate about it. Um, my number five, and this will probably be, come as a surprise. It came as a surprise to me when I put it on the list, but I can't stop thinking about it chicken and waffles cereal i know i know it's a challenge i know it's tough but i just the combination of that little bit of savory in with the sweet i can't stop thinking about it dan (laughs) it it narrowly edged out sour pouch kids for the same reason just like something new like that i honestly like I, i i i do i have a bias for 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 the new, but I I thought this was actually a pretty decent cereal. I, I would say you're not wrong. I just think my own personal judgment of chicken waffles has been irreparably ruined by the the, the maple bacon cereal that I ate immediately after it. Um, oh yeah, I just can't fair. seem to separate the two in my mind's eye that's or tongue one. anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's a rough one. But I what's your number it. four? Uh. So four is probably my most controversial also, and it didn't really seem like it should be that way, but I picked Hershey's Cookies and Cream Fillows. Uh, as, you, as you may recall, early last mm. year, uh, General Mills debuted the new Fillow seri- series in Cookies and Cream and Cinnamon Roll. Uh, these were 
very much the, like the least cereal cereal that I ate this year in that they're very heavy, they're very dense, and very sweet. But I just love the heck out of the cookies and cream one. Wow. Um, I know uh, it's controversial I... just because yeah, uh, so many people hate the cereal for some reason. It, whether it's Crave or Fillos, something about the idea of putting, putting something into another cereal doesn't ring true with a lot of people, but I'm a fan. All right. Uh, that's that's fair. No count for taste. Um, my number four is, and I'm going to go a little bit more, probably more traditional from this point on, but um, uh, I want to give it to Cotton Candy Crunch. Uh, this is not a nuanced cereal by any means. Uh, <laughs> it is uh, aggressively sweet, but it is, like, I think it's kind of fun. It's like a fun cereal to eat. Um, I love Crunch Berries and, like, a new take on them that actually, like, captured the Cotton Candy flavor really well, which is not a super easy thing to do. Lots of people get close, but, but mess it up. Uh, I thought it was really good cereal. Yeah, that was definitely probably the prettiest cereal. Uh, oh, all yeah. aesthetic concerns. The, the most vaporwave cereal of the year. You nailed it. You really nailed it. Um, so I'd say my number three was the Millville Peanut Butter and Jelly Puffs, only because I'm an endless sucker for PB&J combos, and I think they really nailed it here. Uh, Millville being... A distant, distant subsidiary of Post that primarily su uh, supply cereals to Aldi uh, released these surprisingly original peanut butter and jelly puffs that, much like the peanut butter checks, bring a good salty, earthy sweetness to these just straight up strawberry jelly puffs. Um, mm. I think it's a very harmonious combo. I think it's interesting that the very, very few PB and J cereals that we see have all been strawberry jelly related, um, but. I think this is a welcome member of the fold, considering how the first time I ever counted down my top cereals of the year was in 2015, and I named Jif PB&J as my cereal of the year. So this is kind of uh, my honorary homage to that cereal, because I just love PB&J, and I really hope this year that we get more cereals with that particular combo. Uh, my number three is kind of a cheat, uh, because it only came out in Mexico. Mm. Can you guess from that? Tropical Fruit Loops. Tropical Fruit Loops, y'all. Mm -hmm. Do what you need to do. Start bagging on the door. Start sleeping outside of Kellogg in a, in a sleeping bag or something. Like, you have to get Tropical Fruit Loops here. They're amazing. Uh, they would have been higher if they had been released in America, but I feel like uh, I didn't want to, you know, I wanted to try to bias towards things that, um, you know, everybody could try. But, uh, yes, these were, this is a delicious cereal. One of the very few that incorporates, like, really good like coconut pineapple mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh orange like legitimate orange <laughs> flavors uh and i i just thought it was fantastic i would agree that was a very unique one it didn't make my list but i would recommend you seek it out uh for my number two this is this is probably going to sound weird to a lot of people listening to this podcast but it was a tie between powdered donut cereal and twinkies cereal uh, i don't think we ever got the chance to talk too much about the Twinkie cereal, but it really, when it came out, it threw my entire year into sort of disarray, because mm. Donut cereal came out in January, and obviously we've talked so many high praises about that cereal on this podcast, sure. because it's very, very good, but suddenly Twinkie cereal comes out, and it's got basically the same appeal as Donut's, but with a little bit of a custardy twist, and at that point, I'm at a crisis. I can't really determine with any sort of confidence which one is better uh, they're just both really really good and the fact that 
they're both so similar ends up hurting them in the long run in terms of you know standing out. I would have hoped they would have you know stuffed something inside the Twinkie cereal, even if it might have been, even if it might have led to a Thrillo's level of uh, yeah polarization. Uh, this next one is uh, my my number two cereal of the year is actually going to be coconut Cheerios. Oh. Um, just a delicious, delicious coconut flavor. Uh, two tropical flavors, I guess, in my list. Um, but I coconut Cheerios is just excellent. I mean, it's just they really nail the flavor. Um, it really complements the Cheerios really well. Hot buttered coconut Cheerios mm. are on point. If you haven't experienced those yet, go for it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, yeah. I would agree that those are very solid, and the, the Cheerios angle leads very solidly into my number one cereal of 2019, which would have to be uh, Cheerios Oat Crunch, the new oats and honey variety. It's just, whew, wow. It's like, I'm, see, I'm so surprised about this, Dan, because I feel like every time I go to the store, there's always like three or four new Cheerios varieties that have some sort of like healthy angle to them or like a crunch or like some other like little twist like this that I, I find like they all kind of blend together for me. Yeah, it could be hard to differentiate them because there's the the Cheerios medley crunch, there's the Cheerios protein which was recently discontinued, uh, but now there's the oat crunch line which basically all it does is mix uh, Cheerios with oat clusters. Uh, last year we saw the cinnamon variety which was very very solid but somehow the more obvious candidate, the, the honey variety, just seems to blow all my expectations out of the water. I know you have this this thing where you're, you wish that Wildberry Fruit Lips were just Fruit Lips. And I I really, really wish that this was just Honey Nut Cheerios. It just nails mm -hmm. the honeyness and the nuttiness all at the same time. And there's nothing to hate about it. It's just, I think this is a universally lovable cereal that's just deserves to usurp its, its earlier ancestor. Uh, in much the same way that Coke Zero is an improvement on Diet Coke, yet no one will <laughs> ever admit it. It's true. Um, uh, my, so my number one, very quickly, because we always talk, already talked about it, is Donut Cereal. Uh, it is delicious. Uh, for whatever reason, uh, didn't love Twinkies as much really? as I thought I, really? I would. Yeah. I just don't feel like they captured the source material uh, nearly as well as Donuts mm. did. Um that that powderiness that that is on them, I don't associate with. Um, I just don't associate with with Twinkies in the same way I do with donuts. Um, but but I love donut cereal. I think it's great. Um, it really makes me wish pink, pink donut cereal would mm -hmm. make a comeback. Mm -hmm. Are those all expired at this point, Dan? Do we yeah, know? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> um, so I look forward to uh, those. I thought was a great 2019, kind of a wild one, a lot of ups. Yeah, uh, some some a lot of downs, but a lot of good new cereals out in 2019. It was a good year. It was a very experimental year, I will say. Yeah, uh, and I like yeah, that. Sure. I really like that. For better or worse, keep getting crazy, 2020. Yeah, get out there. Uh, I hope 2020 will be great. I think it's off to a great start, thanks to uh, this this discussion of cereal. Um, if you want to read more about cereal, keep up with the latest stuff. Go to cerealistly, cerealistly dot net. You can read all of it there. Uh, and uh, if you want to follow this show, you can follow or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Uh, ratings and reviews on iTunes are great, if you don't mind. Um, also, it would be great if you would pledge to support the show. If you go to bold.rest, you can pledge like 99 cents a month, whatever you can uh, spare to help us keep the show going. That would be great. Half of that goes to seriously.net, and uh, the other half goes to a food shelter, a food pantry, rather, here in Huntington, West Virginia. So um, your money will be well spent. Uh, but that is going to do it for us for this episode. So, for Dan Gabriel, until next time, my name is Justin McElroy, and as always, don't, don't forget, forget to the drink, drink the, the milk. It's pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, we're starting 2020 off. Yeah. Yeah. This will be our year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.